listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 26th of September 2022. Uh, Later, investors on the lookout for earnings downgrades. We'll tell you why in a few moments. But first, to currencies, where the Australian dollar is at its lowest since May 2020 against the US. That's on global recession fees. But the biggest move has been against the pound. The British currency is at a record low against the US. Why? And where to next? For more, I spoke earlier with Tim Harcourt. He's an economist at UTS. Well, we've got a new Prime Minister as well as a new monarch in the UK. And there's a real split in the Tory party. Uh, some want to some have these big tax cuts. Uh, some are against them. And then they've got the fallout of uh, Brexit as well. And that's uh, they're losing a lot of confidence in the currency. Yeah, so what does this say about the state of the UK economy? Well, I think Brexit's been a lot tougher than they thought. Uh, they've got real problems with their energy transition, uh, like all countries, but them in particular. And also uh, there's been a bit of political instability. I mean, albeit it's within the Conservative Party, but uh, the, the new Prime Minister, the new Chancellor, have a very different view than uh, Boris Johnson and his Chancellor, who, who, of course, ran against uh, Liz Truss. So the Aussie, though, we are at a near six-year high against the British pound. What does it mean for Aussies and for the Australian economy? Well, it's interesting. I mean, uh, for Aussies flocking over for the Queen's funeral, uh, they would have found that the Aussie went a lot further, a little bit harder for British backpackers coming out here. In terms of exports, well, about about three quarters of exports also import. So we, we find, like with the free trade agreement with Britain uh, and Australia, a lot of them are the same people exporting and importing. So there'll be... Yeah, uh, a bit of bit of bit of swings and roundabouts on 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 that on that side of the equation. And finally, what what do you see for the Australian dollar? Where is it going against the pound and the US? And ultimately, what's driving all of this? Is it really the the fact that the US is lifting interest rates at a very fast pace? Yeah, look, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Ricardo. I think people fly, fly to US currency when interest rates are high and they're uncertain about the overall wealth environment. But ultimately, I think you know, I think usually the Aussie. Dollar sits, sits around between 62 and 65 based on you know, overall fundamentals, maybe a little bit higher. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're a commodity currency and we're always going to be while we've got rocks and crops. Tim Harcourt there from UTS. Now, global recession fears also had an impact on the Australian share market, which fell today. The ASX 200 off by 1.6%, 6,469. For more, I spoke earlier with Julia Lee from State Street Spider ETFs. This is all about the Federal Reserve's ability to tolerate pain in order to bring down inflation. And I think the turning point, Ricardo, for markets was really when they saw the dot plots at the last meeting. Now, these dot plots show where the Federal Reserve expects interest rates to be. And at the end of this year, the upper bound of interest rates expected to be at 4.5%. That's significantly higher than what the markets had been predicting. But not only that, at the end of next year, 2020, the upper bound of interest rates is expected to be at four and three quarters of a percent, which is once again higher. So not only are the hike in the interest rates a problem, but it is probable that the high interest rates will stick around for a lot longer as well. So we're talking about one to two years.
I guess there's also these fears of the word recession, right? A global recession. Even the US is now implying, hey, it is a bit of a threat there. Can we talk about how these fears are impacting different parts of the finance world? So firstly, the markets, particularly here in Australia, given that we've started deep in the red for the start of the week. Why? Well, when we see fears around recession, generally you see riskier assets selling off and you see investors moving to safety. And safety tends to be things like cash and traditionally things like fixed interest as well. We have a look at the moves in terms of the markets. Equity markets, yes, are selling off. But if we have a look at what's happening in yields, that's absolutely fascinating as well. We have a look at the 10-year Treasury yield, so long-term borrowing costs in the U.S. They're at the highest that we've seen since February 2011, around about 3.7%. And then looking at the currency markets, where the U.S. currency is at near all-time record highs. So what this is telling you is that while we don't expect a severe recession, the markets are pricing in a higher probability that there's going to be a policy error because the Federal Reserve overshoots and hikes rates too quickly and too high. Okay, so in this type of environment, given that, are there sectors which are more exposed to the downside than others? Our Quanta Equity team has done a great job in having a look at previous slowdowns and having a look at where the biggest earnings downgrades come from. And unsurprisingly, they're the cyclical areas of the market, places like energy, the materials and the financial sectors, which see the biggest hit in terms of earnings downgrades once the economy starts to slow down. Now, given what's driving the markets is fears around a recession, it's not surprising to see that the worst performers on the market today are the energy sector, the material sector, as well as the financial space. At the same time, travel stocks have hit 52-week lows despite so much demand. Is it all recession-related? Consumer discretionary has come um, been under a cloud all year, and that's as interest rates have been going up. Because if you think about consumer discretionary items like travel, they're not the necessities of life. They're not things like the supermarkets where we need to buy food. They're the little extras that we can live without for for a while. So as interest rates uh, rise, it is expected that consumers will tighten their belts. And unfortunately, one of the things that is expected to be hit in terms of demand is travel. So travel stocks getting a bit of a beating today. And just finally, we've spoken about the local equity market. We have spoken about bonds. What about the implications for currencies? Because we're seeing some pretty big swings, aren't we? We're seeing massive moves. In fact, historic moves in terms of the currency markets. Not only is the US currency trading near an all-time record high, but we have to mention the pound. And the pound is absolutely getting a beating during the Asian session today. It's reached an all-time record low against the US currency. These These are things that we haven't seen during the global financial crisis or even in the 1980s. So an all-time record low. And that's really because it looks like the UK has lost confidence of the markets, that they're looking at massive physical spending as well as tax cuts at a time when, you know, government should be tightening their belts. So it looks like these moves mean that a bit more pain for the UK economy and certainly for the pound today. Julia Lee there from State Street Spider ETFs. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. 
It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music